Gunshots stunk up. Yeah, you know that's us. Where we only speak the real and the real rock with us. Where we motivate the people and the politics on success. Oh no, we ain't DJ Kelly, but they swear we the best. What's happening? It's Contrast Uncut, Season 4, Episode 38. I want to give a big shout-out to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D Presents. I appreciate you, brothers. It's your host, Zylo, a.k.a. DJ Juan Dollars Like I Won Some Money. Today, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we got one of them legendary, you know, legendary, super dope special guests. He's from uh, Dumas, Arkansas, but right now he resides in L.A. He's known for being an actor, film producer, rapper, comedian, entrepreneur, podcast host, and screenplay writer, and many other hats. I mean, this brother does it all. You know this brother from the Adult Swim hit series Black Jesus, where he co-produced and starred as Black Jesus in the city of Compton, you know, for three seasons and 31 episodes. It's all of those series you binge watch, you know, you feel me? I've personally been watched myself multiple, multiple times just because it's just that raw element this brother brings. And then it's comedy, you know, you ain't going to see nobody smoking weed, turning water into cognac and, you know, giving you the right word and leading you the right way. And then, you know, some legendary people on that cast. And you've also seen this brother being a part of Grand Theft Auto, you know, one of the biggest hit games. Grand Theft Auto Five was Lamar Davis. His brother's also as a rapper, his career begun by, you know, being signed originally to, you know, Uncle Too Short, the godfather of the Bay. And, you know, this brother's career just continued to grow and grow from one element to the other. He's mastered one element to the another. And, you know, from the skits you've seen to his Smoke Yours Live that's approaching season three. And if you don't know who I got on the show by now, it's all good. We got an episode to chop it up with, you know, Mr. Smoke Yours. Gerald Slink Johnson, how you doing, brother? What's up, Zalo? How you doing, brother? I'm outstanding. I'm well. Sitting up in here feeling good. You know what I'm talking about? I smoked yours already. In case they don't know, it's already done. So y'all relax. I smoked his. Hey, I smoked his, too. It's called matching. You know, for the young ones <laughs> that don't know. You know, time's the most finite thing we have on this earth, brother. So I got to let you know from the jump. I appreciate your time. Fucking with me. Fucking with the viewers and the listeners. Thank you. Man, likewise, man, I appreciate your time as well because it's definitely the most finite thing on earth, man. That's real. Speaking of time, Slink, what's the normal 24 hours for you? Oh, 24 hours, man. My day begins about 5.30 a.m. About 5, 5.30, man, I jump up in the morning. You know what I'm talking about? I thank the Lord right? You know, for another day. I smoke some weed. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, shit, I... I I brush my teeth. I smoke weed before I brush my teeth. Yes, I do. I said, to go that tastes better that way. I smoke weed and I brush my teeth. And then, shit, man, uh, it depends on my day varies. I, I have no routine day. Like, it depends on what type of uh, task or job I have to do that day. But on a normal day in which, you know, there's nothing for me to do in particular, no obligations per se, when I can just lounge. I still wake up about 5.30 in the morning, and uh, shit, man, I, 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 I check my devices like every other normal red-blooded human being, you know what I'm talking about here in America, of course. I check my devices to see what's going on. Okay, that's what's happening. Then I get ready for my day. A lot of times it'll consist of me shooting something, you know what I'm saying, because I am a photographer. I get out there, you know what I'm saying, and I pick a, every day I try to pick a different spot or a different uh location to go shoot whether it's people or the landscape you know so I try to get that in in the morning at least like anytime between like 10 a.m. and 3 I try to get that done you know what I'm saying a little photography get on my little craft a little bit mm -hmm. fuck with that it's been a little cold so I've been in the studio lately but yet still I try to get that popping every day and at noon that's when I probably eat my first meal if I don't have my little babies in the morning like you know, my schedule keeping my little kids is different. If I don't have my little kids, when I have them, I'm cooking. And I'm at home and I cook some. Man, they make you eat. <laughs> yeah. They, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? They make a nigga slow down and eat. 
But when I ain't got them, I probably eat about 12 o'clock. So it depends on what side of town I'm on. I'll, you know, grab something to eat. And shit, take my meetings from there, you know what I'm saying? I might have a call from my agency. You know, they'll send me somewhere to go uh, shuck a job real quick. And shit, you know, it just depends. The day varies for me, man. I'll be high. That's one thing. That's one thing is a constant is I'm going to smoke some weed. Keith, you hear me? I see you looking at me out there, this motherfucker. I'm going to smoke some weed. Slow motion. That's what I'm going to do. I got to salute you, brother, for being a dedicated father as well. You know, it's not easy to be in the industry, achieve what you want to do, and at the same time, make time to be dad. So I got to make sure I give you your flowers for that, brother. Oh, thank you very much. You know what I'm saying? Dad, thank you. I appreciate that because, you know, being a father is a thankless, thankless, thankless uh, uh, situation in this world. You know, we, you know, it, it's a lot, you know, and, I, and I'm not Cliff Huxtable. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the TV dad, and I'm far from it. I'm, You know what I'm saying? Far, far from it. However, I do understand this. Being a dad make you understand your dad a little bit more. You may, Being a dad make you understand his, especially when, he, you know, his shortcomings, his, 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 his good points. Being a dad helps you understand your dad a little bit more. Mm. Damn. Shit, my dad passed away when I was four, bruh. Oh, well, you know, so, you know, that. Nah, but shit, I'm like, you know, it got a point because my son be bad as fuck sometimes. I love him. He's just smart. You know, when you when you clever and he, we tell you no, you find another way to do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it comes from the line. Mm-hmm. I got this quote, bro. Let me know how this quote relates to you. Or if it doesn't, the idea is I want you to talk about it. And, you know, when I take these quotes, I think about, like, you know, I try leading what I feel is right. And something that you've been able to do is you've been able to bring yourself real well. And everything that you do, so, you know, let me spit this to you. We don't want to wait on someone to hire us and give us a check. We want to create our own opportunities. Nip the great, Nipsey Hussle. My sentiment exactly. My sentiment exactly. You know, again, we spoke off camera. We've been speaking off camera all day. You know what I'm saying? Again, about that very, that very idea. You know what I'm saying? Again... You know, we live in one of the greatest times in history, in fact, doing what we do as creators. Right. You know, I don't want to right. say digital creators. I want to say creators, and creators will thrive all through through time. Being creators, this is the most empowering time for us. And, you know, again, I don't want to wait for anybody to give me a job. I don't want you to wait for anybody to give you one or key or campaign or anybody. You know what I mean? Again, it's a time when the playing field is level, and if you got that equipment and you know what you're doing with it, you can make some shit happen. You put your creativity to work, and it's a way to get out there. You know what I mean? Again, the the middleman has been almost decimated as far as what we do as, as creators. You know, so it's just a matter of staying true to your craft, being the best you can, being the best you can be at your craft. And, you know, being business-minded and, and keeping that kind of shit in mind, and you'd be unstoppable. Right now, we live more in a show-improved era than ever before, you know. Be it back in the day, you say you could do it, you could show some shit, and then you didn't have to, they'll do the rest. Right now, you got to show everything you could do, prove you can do it, and then they'll fuck with you. It's a whole different time being, but it's also the ability to create, create creative control. Yeah, it's definitely uh, all about uh, keeping your creative control. And, you know, just as far as, uh, you know, you're saying they'll fuck with you after they see everything you can do. Again, I'm cool with that, too, because when you say they'll, I'm only looking at they'll as whoever the, the, the powers that be, the mazes or whatever. And that's cool because what I want is the people, the real, the, the hardcore, the real fans. I, I'd rather take... A hundred thousand real paying fans than a million diehard. I mean, a million Fairweather fans. I'd rather take a hundred thousand diehards that's gonna fuck with me every time because right. they fuck with my craft and they see my vision and they and they, feel, they deem it worthy of, of of compensation. You know what I'm saying? And 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 damn it, I you know again that that fleeting shit that. 
that fleeting fame, that's some bullshit, man. I'd rather have the motherfuckers that's really fucking me, fucking with me and rocking with me hard. So when you say, you know, again, you do this, do that, they'll fuck with you. Nah, by the time, like a lot, of, like I said, a lot of motherfuckers fuck with me right now, but I'm not necessarily where a lot of people's expectations. When I run into them, like, man, why you, you should have been in Hey, man. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people fuck with me right now, and I'm cool with that. And, and those people that fuck with me are the motherfuckers that just really, they fuck with Slink Johnson. Anything with my Facts. name on it, they gonna fuck with it. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And, and, I, and I like that. I, I want the fans that's gonna fuck with it when they see my name on it. You know, oh, oh, oh yeah, Slink on that shit. Oh, yeah, dude on that shit too, but Slink on this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? That's the motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying, that rock with me and fuck with me. You know what I'm talking about? See, that's attracting wealth and that's understanding undeniable talent and you're merging the two. You're taking what your passion, your purpose is and then putting it out there so people can receive it. And you know the results are, we receive it. We fuck with you. Appreciate <laughs> Across you. the appreciate board. You. And I appreciate that, man. Every motherfucker, man. Every time motherfucker stop me, it, it mean a lot. You know, my fan base, you know, based on my Instagram readings, my fan base is like 80% male. And I say that to say a lot of young dudes come to me and they, you know, they dap me up and they say, yo, Slink, man, I fuck with that shit. And I really appreciate that because it take a lot for a dude to come and tell another dude anything, congratulate a nigga in any kind of way. So anytime it happened for me, it really humbles me and it make me really understand that, you know what I'm saying, it's touching some people. And, and you know what I'm saying, and that's appreciative, man, because, you know, again, it take a lot for a young man to come say something to another nigga. So we be all ego-driven, and man, I ain't going to holler at that nigga. But, no, nah, I get a bunch of young dudes like, hey, my nigga Slink, and I appreciate that, man. That mean a lot that them is the diehard fans. Them are the motherfuckers that, you know, I be in different spots and places with different other people of celebrity nature or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But these dudes still come, hey, Slink. And I appreciate that, man. No, that's real. I mean, I got my own personal encounter. Uh, shit, back in the day before I understood to take pictures, I'm outside BT Experience. I, you know, I'm taking my own partake of some marijuana and smoking a blunt. And then Brad come up, walking up. You know, he was, energy was great. I recognized Brad. <laughs> and then hollered at him. And he was like, man, can I smoke with you, though? Smoke yours. Pre-COVID. Way before COVID. <laughs> and yeah, you feel me? That was... Just an interaction while we sitting there talking, people coming up, taking pictures with you. And, you know, you was real transparent. You was real open with everybody. You fuck with everybody. And so, as you know, from being from my perspective, just like, you know, I'm smoking, chilling, chopping it up to seeing how people open up to you. I was like, oh, yeah, that's dope. This brother's real dope. Yeah, man, I appreciate that, man, because, again, uh, man, I, I like people. I love people. And and I know what it's like to encounter somebody you you enjoyed or were entertained by in some form or fashion to encounter them in person, you know, especially when you really fuck with them. You know what I'm talking about? I appreciate that, and I think I'm, I'm able to... I try to express that as much as possible. And motherfuckers know, man, like... You know what I'm saying? I, I really appreciate it, man, and I'm high as fuck right now. I want to say some cool shit, man, but that's solid, my nigga. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, you, I got you. Speaking about the entertainment industry, you know, and your stamp, you feel like the game chose you or did you choose the game? I think, I think, I think, I think I chose the game and the game was choosing me. It's weird. I chose the game. And the game, one of the one of the sisters of game, I chose the game as far as hip hop and, and and rap. You know what I'm saying? I just figured by now, yeah, I'll be yeah, meaning I chose the entertainment game. I chose entertainment and hip hop and rap is what the, you know I wanted to make my stamp in the world doing. However, you know, television and film kind of made its way my way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm straight with that too. So I say we kind of chose each other. Mm. Now, speaking about the entertainment game, you know, there comes a point where you get your first confirmation, you get your affirmations. What were some of your affirmations, would you say, is considered, you know, when you got signed to show, or would you say it was later on as you got opened up to the film world, where you understood what path you was really meant to be on? Um, I think, that it was, I mean, it probably was several affirmations that, you know, I think 
signing with Short was definitely one, and I, it kind of taught me, kind of showed me like, yo, I'm, I'm meant to do something. Mm-hmm. Pro- now, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. It probably wasn't that, you know, at that time. It's not to say that I'm not meant to do it, but at that time, it wasn't what it was meant to be. Right, right. And I say that that it was an affirmation that yeah, you nigga, you special. You know what I'm saying? It was an affirmation that that you know I was meant to do something other than what I saw in front of me every day. That's real. Yep, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and uh, my affirmations was just God waking me up in the morning, just being alive. That's an affirmation that, you know what I'm saying, that the journey is not over. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So just keep on going. Like, it's going to be good days and bad days. You know, when you're speaking up affirmations, it's going to be times when, you know, it ain't no affirmations. It's only denials and, you know what I'm saying, like shit. You know, it's going to be some block shots, some bricks, some air balls, some motherfucking uh, uh, swats and blocks, all that shit, man. So... You know, you just gotta know, man. As long as the Lord pumping air through your lungs, nigga, that's that's the affirmation. That's real. No, I say I like to roll with the punches and try not to get beat up. Exactly. <clears throat> I feel it's always somebody that invests the idea or makes the dream a reality into a vision. You know, we walk by faith and not by sight, and that leads our way into so much. So, who do we owe to thank you for investing into your dreams and you know the product we have today? My mama, you owe my mama. Thank you very much, everybody. You owe my mama, because my mama sustained me in times when nobody else would. So, Mm. my mama. You know, I feel like a lot of your journey's been manifestations and seeing the path and understanding if you made a left, you can go this way. If you make a right, you're going down the right path. And sometimes you... Got to go straight through some shit just to get through it. You know, how much of that journey was manifestations that, you know, and what can you tell the viewers and listeners about your journey of manifestations? A lot of it was manifestation, if you ask me, man. I think a lot of my journey is, for me, I always say, man, I have to get around it. You know what I mean? And, and manifestation begins and you... You know, first wrapping your mind around the idea of it, and second trying to get around it. Mm. You want that motherfucking Lambo? You can't afford that Lambo, nigga. You sleep, you you stay at your sister house. You on the couch, your buster ass nigga. But guess what? You can have that Lambo. You know what I'm saying? You gotta start being around it. I'm not saying go steal it. Go look up the Lambo. Put it in your life. Look up the Lambo. Read about the Lambo. Go look at a Lambo. No, you ain't got no money. But ain't against the law to go look at one. Go look at one. Find out more things and each thing leads to the next thing. You might, uh, along that path, to you one day owning one. Even if it's just like, damn, I've been looking at this so much. I, I might, You might fuck around and devote your life to, to getting one by, you know what I'm saying? You end up working in some, some kind of way. Some kind, I don't know what the fuck tell you. That's the thing. I don't know how it's going to happen. But you have to start believing and looking at the shit and putting it in your life. And if it's a, if it's a tangible object, you have to touch it. You got to get off your couch and go look. It's not against the law to go look at shit. Come on. It's not against the law to go look at a house, to go look at some land. You might not have no money. Don't tell that motherfucker that. But, hey, I just was interested. Yeah, I've been Googling this shit for three months now. So, yeah, so the mizzen mask and the pooper scooper, oh, yeah, so meaning you know your shit. You're talking about it with this person. And, and again, the more you begin to start seeing it and visualizing it, you, ways, the way to, to, to make it happen will begin to, you know what I'm saying, will begin to come to your fucking way. Some kind Put of work in. And it ain't no time limit on it. That's the thing about it. I can't tell you. Ooh. Don't please, don't please, no. All right, nigga, I'm gonna start doing it today, and nigga, by next week, nigga, no, it might take years. But just put it in your life and make your life about it, and you'll get it. You know what I'm talking about? Put that structure there. Yeah. You know, you a real solid dude. You know, from the streets to the suites. You know, you had that reputation of being a real solid dude. 
and doing as you say and saying as you do. I've you know literally seen you pick up a phone call somebody they answer it trying to make a play happen. And you know I feel like that relates to your relationships and how you carry them and how you respect them. You know what can you tell you know a lot of the youngsters about valuing relationships and knowing when to keep them and knowing when to fold them. What's worth five dollars and what's worth a lot more? Ooh, that's a good question, man. Man, it's like this, man. First of all, you look out for yourself. And that don't mean be stingy, that don't mean be fucked up. That means just don't allow nobody else to misuse you, first of all. That's how you keep different uh, great relationships when you don't allow motherfuckers to misuse you, when you stand on top of what you say. You can be nice, you can be cool, but if you stand on top of what you say, it don't let a motherfucker misuse you. That's the first way of keeping relationships. And don't don't misuse nobody else. Don't just don't just make a one sided relationship when you really want to build something. You know what I'm saying? If somebody's spending money with you, you spend money with them. It can't just be a one way one way thing. You know what I'm talking about? Um, just just staying solid, staying out of niggas' business. Really, in lame layman's terms, Whew. stay out of niggas' business. Whew. Stay neutral. I mean, again, like, in L.A., it's so divided. You know, niggas got their homies, and niggas got their hood homies. They got their Hollywood homies. They got their motorcycle homies. They got all these different homies, and, and sometimes shit mix and fuck up in class. But I think in the midst of it all, you just remain true to who you are. And then all your niggas from these different circles going to respect and respond to you accordingly because you're going to be the same nigga in all these circles. You know what I'm saying? You're the same nigga that, that the same nigga that fuck with the low riders is the same nigga that the fuck with the church niggas. That the same niggas that fuck with the you know the, 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 the fucking rapper niggas. I don't know. Just be the same motherfucker and just be cool. Stay out of niggas' business. Don't be around here fat mouthing about other niggas. That's the other thing, man. You know, niggas be too caught up with what other niggas is doing and pillow talking and just cut all that weird shit. You hear something about a nigga, you keep it in here. Keep it right up under your hat and don't be out here, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot of weird niggas. Weird niggas do weird shit. But some of these weird niggas is powerful. Some of these weird niggas is not. Some of these weird niggas mm. is actually good at what they do. But they weird. And if that's the case, you let them be weird, bro. Keep it up under your hat. You don't be the nigga that go, oh, you know what I'm saying, spreading rumors and shit. Just, I don't know, man. I just I just try to be cool, man. I try to be solid and treat every nigga good, look every nigga in the eye. We talk to each other, you know what I'm saying, because I ain't no better than nobody the fuck else. You know that's what I'm saying? Right. And I, I, the same shit you want, nigga, I want. So, man, the nigga being fucked up. That's transparent as fuck. <laughs> What has been your most rewarded moment in the game so far? One of my most rewarded moments in the game. Um, hmm. One of my most rewarded moments in the game. I don't know. Um, Probably being, I mean, they they are rewarding. They they they're, they're so they all mean different things, you know. Again, Give me top three that stand out. Uh, the stand out, of course, uh, GTA Five and Black Jesus. You know, just reward. I mean, re when you say rewarding moments, not just accomplishments. I was what what are moments? Uh, a rewarding moment. I have reward moments every time I go out in the street and somebody holler me and say, yo, Slink, I fuck with you. That shit is live. That's real. You know, I could I could say reward is, yeah, when I got my first check, you know, that shit gone. But it's it's also when, you know, again, you run you run into people that respect what I do and like what I do and like it enough to be like, yo, my nigga, I fuck with you. And that means a lot, because we live in a big city, in a big world, where motherfuckers got blinders on, nigga, you be laying there dying, and ain't nobody fucking fucked up about you. That's real. You know what I'm saying? But for somebody to be like, yo, my nigga, I admire what you do, keep up the good work, this shit was dope, man, what's up with the next shit? You know what I'm saying? That's that's rewarding, because I know that, you know what I'm saying, that the cast is getting something from what I do. You know what right. I'm saying? They're getting something it's from registering. It's registering, and they fucking with it. You know, and, and especially... To be 
you know, so many youngsters, man. You know what I'm saying? So many youngsters, again, I think about how long the image or, you know, those characters, the images of those characters will live with these young dudes. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these dudes, again, were kids with GTA 5, like four or five-year-olds. Bro, my son, he hooked on it. Six. Six years old. Again, he's going to grow up with that. He's going to be one of those, you know, one of those games. Well, well, for him, GTA Five would be one of those games he always remembers. And one of those, you know, and I'm thankful to be one of those characters in that game. Like, even well into the time. I mean, I got grown-ass niggas now. But, like, my nigga, I used to watch this shit. I remember you, nigga, when I was little. Like, damn, nigga, you used to fuck my AT, nigga. Come on. I was kidding. I, he, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. I did he's fucking nigga, ain't you though? <laughs> I mean, ain't none of my business. But yeah, no, that's real. That's real. Uh, you wear so many different hats, brother. You know, from screenwriting to acting to to producing to to rapping to 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 writing your own lyrics, which is important. To being an entrepreneur, you know, out of all those hats, what are your favorite? What's your favorite hat to wear? Oh, it depends on the day. Mm. It depends on the day. You know, it's just like your wardrobe, man. You know what I'm saying? You probably, you wore this shirt today because that's the shirt you wanted to wear. You know what I'm talking about? So it depends on the day, you know. Oh, shout out Brooklyn Cloth. That was a little, you know, opportunity right there. Yeah, Brooklyn Cloth. They that motherfucker it. fly. You need 2XL tall. We need to send one to, you know, sling. Run it up. Arm long. Actually, you might need to get a 3XL. 39-inch sleeve. You can be custom, though, with a nice 39-inch sleeve. You know what I mean? But... That's neither here nor there. Uh, Brooklyn cloth. Um, yeah, man. Uh, it just depends on you know, because some days when I'm when I'm when I'm when I'm when I'm when I'm knee deep in a project, I like to do that. I like to do that. But in between stuff, I like photography. You know what I mean? Jump on, jump behind my camera. I'm, I'm like more hands on. The producing and stuff is a little bit more cerebral as far as actually writing and putting shit together whereas the photography and acting this part is like more creative and I can kind of just tap into that real easy but either way you know what I'm saying it just depends on the day like it depends on the day and what has to be done you know if I got if I have to be the producer that day like yo you know we're gonna get this shit together we're gonna produce this motherfucker we're gonna gotcha. get some shit out this shit but you said photography is like you know you go what you feel real comfortable with what you what you indulge in yeah, I like photography, man. It's it's. Uh, what made you fall in love with it? I've always loved photography. I've always had a camera of some sort, but it was just during COVID. You know, I, you know, everybody wanted something to do. You know what I mean? So That's I, real. I decided to finally invest in a camera a little better than I've ever had. So I got myself a couple of. Nice cameras. Some toys. Some toys. Some nice lights and flashes and shit. And it's, it's very satisfying. It's very reward, rewarding. Mm. What's a few things people got fucked up about Black Jesus? Mm. A few things that people got fucked up was his, his, uh, his hair, first of all. Y'all leave his hair alone. What his hair is actually like wool, like any black person hair is. However, what brother ain't gonna get his shit laid out when he got a big bomb ass fro like that? He rocking shit like that sometimes, but y'all just don't see it because the crown of thorns don't fit. They have to be too big, so he lay his shit down. So stop mm. hating. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, second, maybe is. Um, they say, oh, Black Jesus on Comedy Central. No, Adult Swim. It's Adult Swim. Now, oh, you, oh what's that show? It's on Comedy Central. Black Jesus. No, Adult Swim. It's also streaming on Hulu. And it's also streaming on Hulu right now. Um, another misconception of Black Jesus. People think I'm rich. No, I'm not. I spent all that Jesus money. Hit my cash app at dollar sign... Slink Johnson, S L I N K J O H N S O N, and help me out. Man, run him his so he can smoke yours on behalf of yours. You understand me? 
I gotta ask this from a fan perspective. What's your three favorite episodes you did of Black Jesus? You got 31 to pick at, and I'm pretty sure you got some stuff that didn't make the real that you may have liked. What's some of the raw, you know, exclusive? What's your three favorite? Oh, my three favorites definitely gotta be episode one, season one. Mm. Uh, oh. Episode one, season one. Three favorites. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm going to take one from episode season two. Season two, my favorite episode is... I don't even know. I got so many. That's hard to ask you, nigga, man. But I, I just narrow it to one. I'll say season one, episode one. It was so amazing. I mean, I love them all, man, but just that first one, bro. That first one, Zylo, like, oh, my God. It was God. real. You don't, know, you don't know the type of anxiety I had leading up to that night, August 7th, uh, 2014. I had anxiety like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I'm going to share something with y'all. You know, being signed to Too Short, going back to me being a rapper, you know, I did a whole album, a travel tour with Short, did a bunch of music with him. You know, I was getting around, getting a little momentum. And, you know, I got my album finished and, you know, got the artwork done. I was happy, like, yo, my album about to come out, my album about to come out. And my shit got jive, ripped the, ripped the distribution from up under Short Records, like right before my album came out. So my shit got shelled. And, it, and it, that always fucked with me. So even though I had done Black Jesus, I'd done an entire season. Season one was done as any can. I still was like in the back of my mind, like, oh, watch, man, these motherfuckers are going, they're going to say it's too controversial. They're going to can the shit at the last minute. You know, watch. I was like, you know, the, you know, the little pessimist. And we all got that little shadow of doubt. And that was that little black motherfucker. In the back of my head, it's fucking with me. Like, man, watch, they gonna pull that shit. Cause nah, that shit, you know, it's too much heat behind it. You know, motherfuckers on here, they don't wanna see that shit. The white folks gonna take that shit off. And I remember, man, that shit came on TV, man. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> I was like, man, that shit came on TV. I was so thankful, man. I was thankful. I mean, I'm very thankful for it, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause. That shit was crazy, man. So that episode one, season one, just, you don't know, man. Like, I mean, we all know. I mean, I think we all at some point dreamed of being on television or some type of big stage of some sort, whatever it might be. You know what I'm saying? To actually have it, bro. That was, that was very, very humbling, man. It was a blessing to be able to see in my life like damn. You know what I'm saying? I'm straight on TV. Yeah. I mean, bro, it was undeniable talent all across the board from the cast, from your role, how well you, you excelled at the role. You you embodied that. That was you. Like, you know, we can see you on we see you on the street, we call you black <laughs> Trying to look for some game. Hey man, I appreciate it, man. I and that's that's one of the most amazing parts is, you know, the original sketches for Jesus. Basically, the, the original image of him leading up to the show was just a lot of improv. There was no script for him, you know what I mean? So that, that tells me that, you know, people really like me enough to... Somebody saw him in me, him mm -hmm. being Jesus. Somebody saw Jesus in me, and that's amazing. That's humbling, just for somebody to with enough power and enough pull to put you on TV planning to see him in you. That's, that's amazing, man. So, yes, yeah, that's, that's dope, man. How was that? Uh, do you remember, like, what the process was to getting that actual job? Oh, yeah. Um, a friend of mine by the name of Jason Van Veen was, was you know, doing a little writing or punching up with uh, Aaron Magruder for the Boondocks and Aaron had just finished writing a book or well, he had just done a book I guess was about to come out called uh, All the Rage and he wanted to do some web commercials and this was back in 07 06, 07 I think he wanted to do some web commercials for his book involving some real 
urban type cats talking crazy, you know. And uh, he asked Jason to do it, and Jason offered. Jason offered that he had some homeboys that are really, you know, do it. clown in this video for him. And Aaron was cool with it, so we came and we shot the video. He told us the premise, and we shot some videos, shot a couple of videos. And Aaron really liked them. And as far as Jesus is concerned, I guess he saw, you know, he liked me. You know, he liked what he saw that I was doing in the videos or whatever. You know, he liked me, he liked my character or whatever. And I guess he, he saw it in me. And he asked me, like, yo, we want to shoot some more shit. You know, I got this idea, you know, for some sketches. Black Jesus, you know, what you think? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. What you want me to do? He said, man, what would you do if you were Jesus? I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, once we started doing the sketches, the sketches were part of a show called Aaron had called the Super Rumble Mix Show. And uh, he put the Super Rumble Mix Show on YouTube, and people loved it. And one of the one of the standout sketches was Black Jesus along with Tube Snake and uh, Ask John Witherspoon, Negro News Network. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of good sketches on there, but Jesus uh, kind of stuck out. And you know, Adult Swim had kind of continued to check it out because you know Aaron had already had a relationship with Adult Swim, so I'm pretty right. sure they were aware and they were checking it out. And, you know, it took a while, but Aaron negotiated the deal, and we did the pilot. Pilot got greenlit for series. Went three seasons. So, you know, I just got to ask, because, you know, wigs, they're perishable. So, do they give you a new wig every season, or you got the same one, you keeping it fresh in the fridge? What you doing? They gave me a new wig every season. They gave me a new one every season, and thank you. I know what kind of wig to get now when it's time when I get a new one. You know what I'm saying? That's a nice-ass wig. Shout out to the ladies that wear nice wigs, because I know there's a difference. Some of you bitches be wearing the $40 wigs, and that shit is, I can tell. Every nigga can't tell, well, I can tell, bitch, that's a $40 wig. Come on. Go boss up. If you really feel you be around here presenting yourself like that, go spend you some money and get you a nice wig, baby. Keep your shit fresh. Remember, it's a perishable. That shit stank after a while. Man, I got my switch it up. I'm gonna put a pause on the entertainment segments. Uh, I got pretty much two other segments. One's an awareness segment, and I'm just gonna dig into it. I like to ask my guests and talk about it. You know, when the red and blue lights hit, that high beam hits the back of your neck, it's searching for every every head in the car. You hear the blurp sound, you're getting pulled over. I like to ask every guest when's the last time they were pulled over, and what's some advice they can give to somebody in the situation so they can get out of it. Knowledge is power, but when you use that knowledge, it's a superpower. No greater time to use it than dealing with the punk-ass police. The last time I got pulled over was probably about... It was pre-COVID. It was actually why I think I was moving around Manhattan Beach a little too early in the morning. You know what I mean? They, they, they blurred me. Taught me some bullshit, but they let me, you know, I didn't do anything, so they let me go with nothing, you know, I didn't do nothing, so it wasn't a warning or nothing, nigga, you just black me for nothing, nigga. What do you say? He said I fucking ran a stop sign or something, that's always, whatever, that's nothing, nigga. That's, even if I did, that's nothing. Ain't nobody out there. It ain't fucking 3 p.m. and the kids is crossing, nigga. It was early in the morning, probably like 6 30. You know what I'm talking about? I be going out there flying my drone. You know what I'm talking about? Watching the sunrise. That's neither here nor there. Mm, that's a gem, if you ain't know. He telling you something. No, I done been pulled over saying that uh, my light in my car was a distraction just to see what was in my car. So, you know, I be, they, they just be on some bullshit just to be on some bullshit just because it's that time of the night. Yeah, distracting the who? Distracting you or distracting me? I'm not distracted. So if it's distracting you, what the fuck are you looking over here for? The fuck? My advice is to be compliant, first of all. Don't be one of them mouthy niggas. First of all, shut the fuck up. Let them do most of the talking. Tell them why he pulled you over whatever. Keep your hands at 10 and 2, especially if you're brown. Keep your hands at 10 and 2. Uh, don't do a whole lot of motherfucking talking. 
And my best advice to you is make sure you have your shit right. You young niggas, man, look here, man. Y'all riding around with no license, registration fucked up, insurance fucked up. And talking about, oh, they, 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 that's fucked up. That nigga fucked me over. First of all, you giving them reasons. All that shit is a reason. When they talk about your fucking tail lights, that's some bullshit. But it's just a reason. All these little, all these little laws where you got a crack in your windshield. Oh, that's just a reason. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a safety hazard. Y'all get that, man. But just driving is a fucking safety hazard. It ain't no fucking big deal, niggas. Cracking the windshield. Whatever the fuck it is, they're all reasons. And the more reasons you give them, the harder you make it for yourself. Mm. Stop giving them reasons. Some of that shit they ask or some of the shit is stupid and unreasonable and don't make no sense. But it is what it is. Stop giving them reasons. And if you do give them a reason, understand the consequences that are going to come with those reasons that you are giving, giving them. You know what I'm saying? Don't be a shit talker, especially if you know you're in the wrong. Mm. You'd be surprised how far a, a calm, good, pleasant attitude will get you, even if you got a fucked up license. Don't be right here with a combination of shit, a fucked up license and some weed and you drunk with an open container, and it's a gun in the car. You asking for some bullshit. I'm not even talking to you niggas. Let me say, I'm not even talking, because you niggas, you going to do that stupid shit. I'm talking about you average motherfuckers and don't knows. For real, brother, keep your license up. They stop you. Hands tended to answer the motherfucking questions. Get the fuck on. Answer the questions involving... You ain't got to answer no motherfucking questions, actually. I'm not no lawyer, but you ain't even asking no questions. Get niggas a license and registration when they ask for it. And hopefully you ain't gave them a whole lot of reasons for them to get you out your car. And the other thing, before I go off this subject, understand this. Please don't talk shit because even when you're in the right, they can at the least fuck your night up. With a night in jail, impounded car, let's not even talk about ass whoopings and shit like that. So just try to be pleasant and get the fuck on real quick. Hopefully you ain't gave them a lot of reasons. And please, don't talk a lot of shit, man. Do not talk a lot of shit. I know my rights. They can't do this. They can't do that. These niggas can't do that. You ain't supposed to do that. Guess what? All that shit talking you doing and that good ass uh, soapbox lawyering you doing, nigga, they don't give a fuck. They taking you to jail tonight. They're going to figure all that shit out within the next three months in these court proceedings. <clears throat> so shut the fuck up, man. Just ain't even worth it. Man, get through it as quickly as possible. I got my next segment. It's called Impulse Q&A. I got, you know, three questions I want you to answer. You don't like my question, I'm going to hit you with another one because I want you to answer three questions. Yeah, shoot that shit. Question number one. What's the funniest thing you see happen in real life? The funniest thing I see happen in real life. Oh, the funniest thing I have I seen happen in real life, or have do I see happening in real life? I mean, whatever perspective you want to spend. On it, you know, you could have seen it on a YouTube video. You could have seen that shit happen. Actually, I want to see what you seen in real life. Fuck a YouTube video. Uh, the funniest shit I seen in real life. Shit, I had a, just had my son, and I opened the door. Like, you know, you've been up all night, go to the hospital. I go buy some backwoods, open the car door, and then see the dude coming and pop somebody on a bike, and he flew. And, you know, I'm going to tell you all right now, I make sure he was okay, but I got up out of there. And it was the funniest thing I seen happen because his face was, his mouth was wide open, his arms was flying, his leg was over his head. And, yeah, that shit was funny as fuck. The funniest shit I see in my whole life. Oh, I'm high. See, ah, man, I'm high, man. And you know, I got my hard drive is. I got a lot of. You know, I got a big, long hard drive, right? My shit's. Damn, homie, I'm high. So the funniest shit I seen was that little nigga push that bitch on that video <laughs> with watching it. <laughs> he pushed the shit out the little bitch when she jumped. You remember that shit? Keith, that shit was funny, so I'll say that. That shit was funny because my memory fucked up, but I remember that shit was funny as hell. Question number two. What is one thing you love but you wish you hated? One thing I love but I wish I hated. 
thing I love, but I wish I hated. One thing I love, but I wish I hated is some of these bitches that didn't deserve my time or attention. So many, excuse me. Ask me that question again. Ask me that question again. I'm going to rephrase it. I, want I got you. I got you. What's one thing you love but you wish you hated? One thing I love but I wish I hated is the fact that I gave a whole lot. Of, one thing I love that I wish I hated is a whole lot of ladies that I gave time to that didn't deserve my time. Mm. Time's irreplaceable. Mm. Was the pussy it. worth it? No, no, no. Question number three. You're on a 10-hour flight. Who's riding with you, dead or alive? What y'all talking about? Where the fuck you going? How many people? Man, you can fill up the whole first class if you want to. Oh, man, who ride with me, dead or alive? I'm going to make everybody alive. Everybody I want is going to live be alive today, so. Everybody I want to ride with me is probably uh, Jeff Bezos. Uh, Barack Obama. Um, Bun B. Mm. Too short. Rihanna, my mama, Campaign Johnson, and I don't know, and then and, and, and Key, Jake, yeah. <laughs> you gonna bring that nigga, he can ride, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say you because you asked me the question. Because I'll take it you on the plane already because you made the quest. But yeah, you can come on to rock 10 hours. Where we going for 10 hours, wait? Because where we going might dictate what we're talking about or how we feel. We might be going 10 hours. I don't feel as cold as a motherfucker. Is we going somewhere and jump out? No, I don't do that type of shit. Okay, we're going somewhere tropical. Yeah, we're going somewhere nice. Okay. We're going to one of them islands. Maldives. Yeah. That's where we're going. What's the conversation like? Oh, man. Oh, man. I got Jeff over there. Me and Jeff, we chopping game. We feel to break bread with his boy. You know what I'm talking about? And we going to, me and Jeff Bezos, we talking game. Me and Barack, I just want to, I just want to chop game with Barack because why not? He the first black president. And I don't care what people care about his policies and shit. I'm not really a political guy out, but just be able to chop at you know, the brother president I think. What's up, right. nigga? I just wanna see I just wanna look at Barack like, what's up, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright OG, you survive my awareness segment, you survive my impulse Q and A. You know, as a reward, the floor is yours, you know, promote what you wanna promote, shout out what you wanna shout out, you know, whatever you trying to do. Y'all better listen to this man. Yo, what's up, man? It's your main man, Slink Johnson. I'm smoking yours. You know what I'm talking about? Just make sure you uh, tap in with me on my YouTube channel, at Slink Johnson on YouTube, or search Slink Johnson on YouTube. Hit me on Cash App. Cash App. Dollar sign Slink Johnson, at Slink Johnson on Venmo. You know what I'm talking about? And the Normandy Beast at Yahoo.com on Zelle. Fuck with me. Uh, shit, man. Dirty Cops LA coming soon. Baby Gangster right now playing on prideinunity.com or Vimeo Direct. Make sure you check out Baby Gangster. Mm. Uh, shit, got hot shit coming to your YouTube soon. Motherfucking Keith, he gonna dry his hands off and he gonna do some videos with me. It's gonna be dope. Zyno right here. We got a lot of shit happening. I'm high. But, you know, we smoking yours, you know what I'm saying? I just want to tell you motherfuckers, man, live your life and do you and be yourself. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Stop trying to live up to other people's expectations. Your expectations are the only ones that, the only ones that count. 
Come on, it's only you in the mirror. Whether it's foggy or if it's clear, you gotta understand it's you in the mirror. Yeah, man, look here, man. Coffins don't come in bunk beds. Woo! Do your shit, man. Slink Capone dropping gems by the 30 round carrot on this motherfucker, got him shining. It's up to you if you're gonna put it in your mouth or not. I got, you know, if you notice my show is different, it's unique. I'm like, you know, they got segments over there. I ain't gonna do segments like them, I'm gonna do it my way. And I'm like, how do I keep that same energy and close out? The viewers knows it's coming, I'm gonna hit you with it. You got any questions for me? You got some more weed? Oh yeah. Okay, okay, cool, smoke it. On that note, it's Contrast Cut. It's season four, episode 38. Want to give a big shout out to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D Presents. I appreciate you, brothers. I wouldn't be able to do incredibly dope shit like, you know, like interview Black Jesus, you know, Slink Capone, you know, Slink Johnson, you know, and chop up some game. This brother dropped so many gems. You might as well fill up a gem with some of the stuff he was talking about. It might change your perspective, your world, might make you some money. And then go ahead, you know, if you ain't forget the Cash App, the Venmo, it's there for you. It's there for you. Run it up. Yo, what up? This is Slick Johnson, the Prime Minister of Pound Down, giving it up for Contrast Uncut. Shout out to Snoop Dogg and Bobby D. We in this thing, baby. Smoke yours. Yeah. This really remind me of some, hey. This really reminds me of some tribe called Quest. Hip hop really taught me to give it all I got left. Wu Tang taught us how to beat the projects. And tell my story over beats and it could be a project. Look, how it all begun. Uh, bum, skibbity bum. Yeah, grew up on that Nas, on that L, on that pun. Old soul when I was young. Crisscross, make them jump. Battle rapping for respect, my nigga. This ain't what you want. Can I kick it when I'm rhyming? Be a legend through Ebonics. Was a sticker boy. Felt like sticky fingers played at Onyx. Can I live track eight? Felt like Jigga 96. Without a reasonable doubt, the album turned me into this. Shit, we always had dreams of being money making mission. Without jewelry on, hit a jail pose, take a flick. Feel like pocket, keep your head up. Biggie shooting juice, coaches.